Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 32. Today we are talking Thanksgiving, and we thought this would be kind of a fun break. We've been doing some um, good heavy stuff, but also you know, a little bit heavy and things that make you think. Yeah. So we thought we'd do just like a lighter, more fun episode today. Yeah. Um, not light on food because Thanksgiving food is heavy, but we're talking about the origins of Thanksgiving. Um, you said that as I was drinking my LaCroix <laughs> and now it's like bubbly in my nose. Okay. Okay. Sad, sad fact. We already recorded our gift giving episode, but I was trolling around on Etsy looking for something the other day and I found um, someone cross stitches LaCroix cans. That is awesome. And I wish I hadn't just said that because I could totally get you one for Christmas and now I've ruined it. Like, like on like... It's like a little hoop cross stitch, but it's a LaCroix can oh. and you can pick your flavor. Oh. So I'll, I'll include those in the show notes because that was definitely... I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't in drink LaCroix. In case you're wondering, it's Korean raspberry. Korean raspberry is your flavor? Uh-huh. I like lime. Mm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Oh, and coconut. Ooh, I'm like, I'm on and off with the coconut. Yeah. I go through phases. All right, passion well, fruit. Passion oh. fruit's a good one. That's a good one. I like the more traditional, like, citrusy ones, though, yeah, I think. Yeah. I like the basic ones. So, speaking of LaCroix, what's working for you this week, Rebecca? What's working for me this week? And what's not working for you? Is LaCroix working for you? It's working for me. I'm drinking LaCroix it, LaCroix is working for me. Um, uh, <laughs> everything that's... Every time you ask me this question, because, like, our episode didn't ask because we were doing an interview, and so now you're asking me, and it's again because my kids are going <laughs> to... So last time it was because my kids were out of school, uh-huh. right? It oh, was not working half for you. That was not working for me. And then tomorrow they're out for election day, and that is also not working. For me. <laughs> I have way too much to do this week to have my children home tomorrow. So it's starting to sound like I hate having my children home. <laughs> so that's what's not working for me this week. What is working for me this week? The fact that I can wear sweatpants to my job. Yep. That's what's working Rebecca's for me rocking right some now. really cute athleisure today. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. It's a step up from my nasty athleisure that I normally wear. And I'm wearing a stained sweater, which is, I don't even know what's on it, but that's hashtag mom life, right? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. And it's, it's like. Probably because right. you're a cook. It's probably, probably food. Probably. But I just put this on this morning. I mean, I don't, it's probably like, it's probably my children's grubby hands. You yeah. know what's not working for me? What? Glitter. <laughs> Because <laughs> glitter never worked for me. I hate glitter. Penny, okay, so you know that Costco had the princess costumes. And yes. so we bought Penny a Belle costume. And yeah. I don't know if any of you guys bought the princess costume. We also bought Elena. Elena did not have the glitter explosion, but the freaking Belle, I can say freaking. Yes. The Belle costume, it's still, it's still shutting. It is in her hair. I mean, she's had like three, four baths since Halloween, maybe yes. more. And <laughs> I hope more. I hope more. I don't know. Last Wednesday. <laughs> we do every other night. Yeah. We're every other so night. Four or five. Yeah. Four or five. But it's just all over our house. I've cleaned it so many times and it just keeps appearing. It's all over my car. It's all over my clothes. I'm just over it. And I don't understand why there has to be so much glitter on kids' costumes. Like, why? Why? It's, yeah. I know. I know. I know. So one year, Mila was, I don't know, one of the princesses. 
No, she was Glinda the Good Witch. Oh, nice. She was Glinda the Good Witch. She went through a Wizard of Oz phase. So she, one year she was Dorothy, and then the next year she was Glinda the Good Witch. And there was so much glitter on that costume. That literally, when she went to bed that night, I went back into the kitchen, and it seriously looked like a strip club. Yeah. In our kitchen. I mean, and it never went away. I hate glitter. Chris keeps saying that Kesha exploded in our house. And like, <laughs> obviously, they don't get that reference, but now no. they're like, hee hee, Kesha, explode. <laughs> oh, I can't, this is how much I dislike glitter. When I went to Nathan's conference, his kindergarten teacher, parent teacher conference, she said, um, she's like, oh, I have something funny to tell you. I'm like, I'm always like, oh, great. Whenever right, they, right. a teacher says that. And she said, so <laughs> we were making some kind of, you know, decoration or whatever, and they were supposed to use glitter. Uh-huh. And she said Nathan raised his hand. And he was like, "My mommy doesn't like glitter. <laughs> if I put if I put glitter on it, then she'll just throw this away." <laughs> yeah, he did. He totally did. That is so that's how much I hate glitter. <laughs> At least he listens and knows. True. He that knows what I like really and what I don't funny. like. I think it's more of just that he wanted to keep his art project and he knew he wouldn't be able to keep it if it had glitter <laughs> on it. Like I don't I like I throw it in the trash can outside before it comes inside. Yeah. If it has glitter on it. It's just the worst. It is the worst. So apparently we hate children today because we <laughs> we don't want our kids home and we hate all their glitter. Get away Which from is us. so funny because your Instagram <laughs> post for this weekend was about the emotional needs of children. <laughs> So what is working for you if it's not glitter? Um, what is working for me? Uh, Etsy. Is Etsy working for you? Etsy's working for me. Uh, you know what's working for me? What? I gave myself permission to send out an Evite for my kid's birthday this year. Good for you. Yeah, I usually, because I enjoy paper mail. We just talked about this before we got on. I enjoy mail. I enjoy invitations. I enjoy that stuff. I really do. But I was like, I just, I just can't. It's expensive. Yep. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't want to be stressed out. So I sent an Evite. And yeah, I do Evite. I realized time. I could still print it for their little baby book, book, book <laughs> that goes up to age four. So I'm almost done with that. Thank you, Jesus. I'm almost done with recording things in the baby book. But I'm very proud of you. I think I stopped at like 18 months. Both. <laughs> Actually, I think I stopped at 18 months with Mila and like six months with Nathan. Well, mm-hmm. you know, second kid. Yeah. They always get the shaft, right? And I did use Can to I do, say like, that? The shaft. That's yeah, not sure. a bad. Oh, that was, a, that was not a nice thing to say on a. Okay. Maybe <laughs> if I just don't draw attention to it. Uh, <laughs> but. I, I, you know, all the, even the books, like where you print the pictures, what am I yeah. talking about? You know, the photo album? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, but like the ones that you get from like Shutterfly or whatever, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. photo books or whatever. Uh-huh. I haven't did those for a while and stopped. I haven't remember the last time I printed a picture. Oh, I haven't done that. But yeah, the baby books were just like a thing I wanted to do, but we don't, we haven't actually done it. They're just, all the things are stacked, ready to go in it when they're like 25 and I have time. Which so, is never going to happen. We're just going to hand up the entire stack. Hand them a stack. So, anyways, I can print the Evite. And there it can go. still go in the baby book and it can still be documented. Okay. But so it is really working for me to do an email invitation this year. Okay. Yay, Evites. Awesome. Yeah. So much easier. Well, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Okay. So, we are, we just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk a little bit about the history. So, I'm going to quiz you. And I only oh, knew, th- I only knew the answers to these like a little bit ago. So, don't worry. I'm not going to know anything. When do you think. The first official Thanksgiving was celebrated. So the first, the colonial pilgrims and the Native Americans had their first, what they called a heart, well, they didn't call it this, but the harvest meal. So Thanksgiving yes. is celebrating the harvest. That's why it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened in 1621. Yeah. So when do you think it became an official um, holiday? It was Abraham Lincoln, wasn't it? Nope. Oh, dang it. It was George Washington. Whoa. November tw- I know. 
November 26th. I thought it was later than that. Yeah. November 26th, 1789. George Washington, like. Declared it. Declared it. holiday. Okay. So we've been doing this a while. Um, What you may be surprised about are the things that were served. Okay. So let's think about what we eat for things. Like, I know everyone has different things, but generally we have a turkey. We have cranberry sauce. Um, Okay. So my family, can we just talk a little bit about the the weirdness with our families? My family will not do white mashed potatoes. I've never understood it. They say it is Yankee. I have a very Southern feeling. They say my family is Yankee, so that explains why we do do it. Okay, but they also don't do mac and cheese. We don't do mac and cheese. But it's a Southern thing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we have sweet potatoes. Yes, we also have sweet potatoes. Which I I don't really like sweet potatoes. I don't either. So I'm just, like, not into them. And I just want, like, some white mashed potatoes. Make your white mashed potatoes. I think I will. But we go to my aunt's house, and we have to, like, travel. And, like, I just don't want to. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you don't want to show up to somebody's house with a casserole that has to be heated up. Like, you guys, if you hear anything from this episode, do not do that to your host. It is the worst. It, it is, is worst. like Jenga, Ninja, Math. Yeah, they have already got it all cleaned out, and then you just threw them off. Do not bring something that has to be yes. heated. For the love of God, don't do that. Um, bring a bottle of wine for later. Or a dessert already made, ready to go. Yep, that's yep. what you bring. Or breakfast for the next morning. Or um, cheese and crackers. Or cheese and crackers, <laughs> but do not do not bring a casserole. Um, so, yeah, we eat mashed potato, or I mean... Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Um, we always have dressing, which I always call stuffing. And that, again, that is a okay a yankee thing yes. to call it stuffing i don't know why i call it okay that. so, so i cannot have i cannot have thanksgiving without the stuffing actually stuffed in the turkey really yes. you do that i yes i well both my parents are from new york but you don't get the crispy oh no no it, you you make it you stuff it all the way in there till it's already coming out and it and it's and until it all comes out uh-huh. and then it's crusty on the outside oh part i see of it. i see yes yeah. Yes. And then you can take it out and, like, out of the turkey and put it in a dish and, like, cook it a little bit more if you okay. need to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bake yeah. it a little bit to get it crispy. But, yeah, cornbread dressing up. Uh, it so has to be stuffed. White bread, bread stuffing. With no cornbread? No cornbread. <gasps> it's white bread stuffing. Do you put sausage in it? Yes. What else? And walnuts. Mm. And apples. <laughs> and Murphy. Murphy celery. doesn't like that. Did you hear Murphy yeah. bark? He wants you to do Celery <laughs> and onion and chicken stock and lots of stuff. I bet it's delicious. It's amazing. But see, there's see, so many differences. See, you don't have to argue about politics at Thanksgiving. You, you can, can argue, argue about, about what should be served. About stuffing yeah. and dressing. And then everybody <laughs> has their sweet potatoes different. Yes. I, there's I lots do, of debates about sweet potatoes. I do not like the marshmallows. Neither do I, but David does. I like like bourbon and pecans. That's what yes, we do. I would. I, I agree with that. And that's how my dad does it. Thankfully, yeah. but David likes his with brown sugar and marshmallows. Yeah, I, agree. I just can't. I don't like sweet. Food. You remember that Friends episode? No, what? where she's making Thanksgiving. Monica's making Thanksgiving dinner, and 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 Rachel is lining all of the little marshmallows up on the top of the. Oh, uh, uh-uh. and what? Because because that's not how Monica wants to do it. But yeah, she's, it's the episode of the Thanksgiving where everybody is telling her all the different things. So she's making something different for everybody. Oh, and like and she shoves the marshmallow up Rachel's nose. Okay. So <laughs> very funny that's funny yeah i could i could picture it because i know monica <laughs> <laughs> because it has to be perfect you know yeah yeah, yeah. Circles, yeah you know that's awesome yeah i'm not in i don't like marshmallows in general so i'm not into the sweet potatoes with marshmallows um we also don't have green bean casserole yes um what else do we so have we do have green bean casserole. we have ham a boston butt and a turkey every year yeah do y'all do multiple meats no so so it's different because the way I grew up, I always grew up having Thanksgiving with my mom. 
And mm-hmm. I did I did Christmas break with my dad because my parents divorced. But now that I live in Atlanta, my dad is here. I have Thanksgiving every year with my dad. Uh-huh. And how my dad, what my dad does. Some things are the same because they both grow up in the same hometown. Yeah. So they do some of the things the same. And then, but my dad's a, like a really good chef and he likes to mix things up. Yeah, yeah. And so he'll make different things all the time. And my mom is the same thing every single time, which my brother, yeah. like, does that as well. Like, the yeah. same thing that... And if I host, I always make the same thing my mom made because I always... So, what do you make? What's your, like, menu? So, turkey turkey with stuffing, um, green bean casserole, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes for sure. Yeah. Like, it has to be mashed potatoes. Um, cranberry sauce. Um, these are, like, I'm trying to think. Of, and then my... Since my mom's Italian, we always had pasta. What, like, what kind? Like... Um, Marinara? Um, so, yeah, there was always a side of pasta with marinara. That's awesome. Like, totally random. Or a lasagna. Well, lasagna <laughs> is more what we eat on Christmas Eve. But, yeah. You would seriously have a lasagna? Yeah. For- <laughs> yes, that's, like, one of the sides. Your lasagna side. <laughs> <laughs> and that just seems inherently Southern. To have, like, lasagna as a side. Because yeah. we think, like, macaroni and cheese as a side. Yeah, but we don't have macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. we have another pasta instead because, you know, we're, yeah. you know. And what do y'all do for dessert? So, always pies. So, always a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is cherry pies, so there's usually a cherry pie because really? I love cherry Do you pie. like, like, the fake filling that comes yes, in I the do. can? I do. Legit. Like no, I believe pie. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like any kind of pie, though. I'm not pie, but I don't want cake. Like, there should not be cake at Thanksgiving. No, I agree. I, I'm it needs to be pie or pie. some kind of, like... So, um, my dad's remarried, um, and her sister is usually there mm-hmm. and she always brings what she calls cranberry crack Ooh, and it's that? like i don't know but it's got cranberries and a bunch of other stuff in it it's a dessert more than a side and it's really good is it like a oh it's like a um like you spoon it on yeah it's like, like a casserole kind okay of thing. yeah but it's like oh, okay. a, a dessert not Ooh, like yum. a side it's really kind of like strawberry pretzel salad yeah or something until that effect so yes interesting yeah. yeah anyway so back to what they the first yeah so the first thanksgiving, thanksgiving and, of course, nobody actually knows, so these are, like, um, you know, what researchers have. And we'll link to, like, my sources. I'm not just making this up. Yeah. Um, a wild turkey was likely, but they also ate geese, um, swans, and ducks. Okay, that makes sense. Wildfowl. So, yeah. um, likely wild turkey, not the whiskey, but, like, the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, actually, the first Thanksgiving, they... Very likely had deer as a gift from the Native Americans. So that they likely had a deer roasting on the spit or multiple deer. And then the some sort of bird was likely. We will probably have deer this Thanksgiving. Because, your brother, right? because my brother's coming here. Uh-huh. And he's already killed one this year. They Actually, my nephew, who's seven, shot it, actually. I got pictures yesterday. And I hit a squirrel in the car this week and, like, burst into tears. <laughs> and so my they- seven-year-old nephew <laughs> shot a deer. So you're a big baby. <laughs> So, so, anyways, my brother, I'm sure, will come because he's driving. I'm sure he will bring deer with him, and we okay. will have deer in some form, which I love. I did love you have any thing. idea how, like, traditional you were being? By I did not. See? You guys are being see? super traditional. Yeah. I love that as though. And then, um... Sorry, PETA, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't think it's any different than eating any other meat. No, honestly. what's the difference between it and eating a cat? But I do think deer are just so elegant and beautiful. That's what makes me yeah, sad Yeah, but it. you do know we have an overpopulation. I know we do. Okay, I'm not this saying is it's not wrong. A conversation about I'm just it. saying I don't want to do it. No, I, 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 I mean, I've never shot a deer, and I'm from Texas, and all my family shoots deer. I'm, I'm a happy a omnivore. However, I just don't want to have... I'm like, I love that little cognitive dissonance there where I don't have to think about it being an animal. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so the things they likely ate. um, Vegetables that were grown and likely to have been served are some things that we don't eat. Um, Onions, for sure. Beans, lettuce, spinach, cabbage, carrots, peas. Yes. A lot of people serve corn. We think of corn. corn. So corn was probably not served, but what they likely did was serve a cornmeal sort of mush where they pull a corn off the cob, cook it, and top it with molasses is likely what was served. So Interesting instead of corn on the cob. Or like creamed corn, a lot of people do. Um, So they didn't do cranberry sauce. Cranberries um, were not... Hold on. Let me look this up real quick. Talk about something, Rebecca, while I look this up. Hmm. Okay, so here... Do you? Oh, wait, I found like, it. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay, how do you like your cranberry in what form? I, okay, so for, for leftover sandwiches, I like the jelly stuff in the can because you can slice it and pop it on your sandwich. Legit. It's easy. Yes. But I like to cook my own cranberry sauce because it's very easy to do that. If you can see my face right now, you're gonna, you can see Do you like I, the jellied stuff in the Well, jelly? it's not just that. It's just I don't believe you that it's easy. Like, you say it's easy. Is it really easy to make Have you ever figures? tried? No. Oh, Rebecca, you literally all canned. Whole cranberry no, sauce. you guys, if, okay. All you do <laughs> is you buy the cranberries, and on the package, it tells you how to make it. Like, any package of cranberries you buy, you literally just put them in a pot with sugar, and that is all you do. And you cook it for, like, a hot minute. They all burst, and you're done. And you can add seasonings and things to it. That's How all is that is. different than what's in the can? Well, what's in the can is, I okay, yeah, this is what I think off the top of my head. It's a cranberry. It's technically a jelly, so the difference between, like, Jelly, the whole, like, so like the whole cranberry. So jelly, jam, and preserves. Jelly is made with juice. Jam is made with bits of fruit, and preserves are whole pieces of fruit. Uh huh. I did not know the difference. So you're essentially. My friend Matt makes a really bad joke about this, and it's perverted. So we can't. Talk about it. <laughs> but that is the difference between jam, jelly, and preserves. So when you make cranberry sauce from scratch, you're essentially making cranberry preserves. Whereas when you buy it in the can, it's jelly. It's a jelly. Even the whole cranberry is still jellied. I believe I believe they make the stuff in the can with juice. Okay. So it's not like a full piece of fruit. I don't know. The whole cranberries, I eat a whole cranberry when I eat it. You do? Then maybe yes. it's a preserve. Because like the I, I know you're talking um, about the jelly the one where you can cut it. Like yeah. obviously that's jellied yeah. and that's how I is how I prefer it. Uh-huh. But like David grew up having it like the whole cranberries. Yeah. And so was that made from scratch no, or did they no, buy they, that? You make it a, I mean Ocean Spray makes a can that has like whole cranberries. And then they also make a can of like yes. just the jelly yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's personal preference. I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, I, I buy the jelly stuff to put yes. on sandwiches. Like I yes. like it. So yeah, I don't too. think, um, but I just think like, especially if you're somebody who like you want to contribute to Thanksgiving and you feel a little insecure in the kitchen, yes. that is such it's an so easy, easy the cranberry thing. sauce. Okay. And you can really jazz it up. I don't know. There's nothing like the opening of that can and, and that <laughs> comes out, it comes out. And just like dumping it on a plate. Yeah, and then it. I mean, like that's just, that speaks childhood to me. And that's the thing. That is the thing about, Thanksgiving is it's all it's so yes. personal and so like, they didn't have cranberries they okay. didn't have cranberries um so total rabbit trail okay so oh wait sorry they did have them they were indigenous okay. to the region but the pilgrims didn't know about cranberries and um so they wouldn't have made a sauce out of it because okay. the sacks of sugar that traveled across the Atlantic on the Mayflower were nearly or fully depleted by that time by November they wouldn't have had sugar. Oh, okay. So they didn't start boiling cranberries with sugar and using it as an accompaniment for meats until about 50 years later. Okay. So they likely maybe had, like, so Native Americans would use the cranberries as a natural dye and they yes. use them. Yeah, because um, they will stain yeah. for sure. Yeah, watch out for your counters, folks. But, um, yeah, so they didn't actually serve cranberry sauce. So cranberries were 
That's because um, cranberries aren't very good without sugar. They're not. But what I think is cool is if you look at that list, so indigenous fruits included blueberries, plums, grapes, gooseberries, raspberries, and cranberries. Something I think is really fun to do if you're making cranberry sauce is include some of that other stuff in it. Mm. And um, I love putting pomegranates in it. Like, some you people know, don't like pomegranates. I do like pomegranates. <laughs> she, she has a weird fascination with pomegranates. <laughs> I just think they're delicious. And they are just that thing when you're eating something, you're like, what does this need? It's like, it needs pomegranates. Like, your salad needs it. Actually, your pumpkin pie needs it. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I think it's really fun. And you can do orange zest, add some orange juice to the cranberry. Yes. And I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff. I do like do. orange cranberry. Together. And walnuts in it to add the texture. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Um, so they ate those things you know what else they ate likely mussels interesting well it's, they were on the coast so. yeah so they probably had mussels which mussels. is crazy they would not eat potatoes no potatoes okay and then um well and, potatoes weren't they're not native to america right our yeah. potatoes native to ireland and we didn't start eating them until let me see what it says it says the spanish began introducing potato to europeans oh. around 1570 but by the time they boarded the mayflower it hadn't become popular enough to come along to England. Okay. So they ate other plant roots that okay. the Native Americans brought. Like squash or something. And then the pumpkin is traditional, but they didn't have um, butter or flour necessary for making pie crust. Okay. So what they would have likely done was hollowed out the pumpkin and filled the shells with like milk, honey, and spices to make a custard and then roast the whole cord. Interesting. So I feel like you need to have pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's if there's not a pumpkin pie there, then you just didn't have Thanksgiving and you yeah. just need to start the day over. And I feel like it's not so indulgent that you can't eat it for breakfast the next day. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a so breakfast good. pie. <laughs> it's for sure a breakfast pie. It's funny because when, so if I host, then I obviously make most things and people bring other sides and stuff. But the years that my dad hosts, like, he's one of those kind of chefs you can't bring in. You're not allowed to Oh, because he has, like, a system. He has a system yeah. and he's very particular. And it's always amazing and I'm fine with that. But he does not bake. Oh, so yeah. I'm always responsible for the pies, and I have a pumpkin pie recipe that's to die for. And that's Ooh, like I my, want it. That's like my. Um, that's what my, do you do? That's like so different than like the just the back yeah, of the can of yeah. So um, maple syrup, like uh-huh. real maple, hundred okay. percent maple syrup, and then um, the other one is it, it has um, it's not not it's not evaporated milk with sweetened condensed. It's sweetened condensed instead of evaporated. It's like whichever yeah. one is normally in it, it's the it's, it's the a, other one. Yeah, it's the sweetened condensed. And then it's, and then you don't add extra sugar because that stuff's like really yes. sweet. Yes, and then there's another there's there's one other al- alteration. I can't remember. Is it the spices or something? Yes, like there's something different. So there were several alterations yeah. from the main pumpkin pie recipe, and I found it one time in a real sim- a simple magazine. Yeah, and I've just like have a copy of it, and that's what I that's the pumpkin nice. that's the pumpkin pie I make instead of the regular. So it's a little different. And I love pie crust, but I really think pumpkin pie should be made on a graham cracker crust. For sure. That's what I usually do. I just think if, yeah, I just think it makes so much more yeah, sense. I agree. With, yeah. The whole Save thing. the regular pie crust for your. For your fruit pies. For your apple or your yeah. cherry or whatever. And fun fact, did you know that um, canned pumpkin is actually butternut squash? Did you know this? I did not know this. It, um, it's labeled pumpkin, but there are not a lot of regulations. Um, we're not going to get into what the USDA thinks should be regulated and shouldn't because it's really ridiculous, but there are not really regulations. So it could okay. technically be any gourd in that can. But um, Libby's is the most consistent. So if you buy it, um, buy the Libby's brand. That's Even if I you're trying buy. to be, like, special and organic, like, not on this. Just just buy Libby's. It is consistent. It is always the same. And that yes. is the one you should buy. But, um, yeah, it's actually, um, tip. like, I would say 95% of it is butternut squash. Okay, that makes sense because I don't like squash. The only squash I do like is butternut. 
Yeah. Because uh, I don't like yellow squashes, and I don't like, like, traditional squashes. Yeah. Like, I just, not a big root vegetable person. Really? No, oh, and I don't like sweet potato. I don't like sweet potato. Yeah. Um, I don't like any of those. I don't like zucchini or squash or any of that stuff, but I do like butternut squash. And yeah. so, and I think that's probably why I like the pumpkin pie, because, you know, if you actually eat pumpkin, it's not good. Mm-mm. Yeah, don't try to, like, that is one thing. We were going to talk about shortcuts in a minute. Don't don't try to, like, roast pumpkin. <laughs> just don't. It's not worth your trouble. It's no. just really, that should be, like, the one dessert that's easy to make. Yeah. Yeah. And throw together. Like, I made a pumpkin pie for a friend of ours, and I, it probably took me. Yeah, it's easy. A few minutes. Yeah. I was done. I made the crust from scratch. The whole thing didn't take too long. So, here's, here's my other little thing that me and my dad every year is a thing. And, like. I know it every year, and I still do it because now it's become, like, a fun tradition just to annoy him. So, <laughs> I always bring the pies, and I always make my pies homemade. I don't buy my pies. Yeah. I always make my pies homemade, um, and I always bring them, and they're always a hit, and so it's great. And he always asks me every year to bring it, but I always <laughs> bring a can of Cool Whip. <laughs> and it bothers him Wait, so much. Wait, Ready Whip or Cool Whip? Like, Cool Whip in the, tin, in the tub. Okay. tub. Yeah. So, I bring it every time because that's what I always had. Yeah. Like, yeah. my dad's like, my dad always makes homemade whipped cream, but yeah. I still bring it every time. <laughs> and he literally, I walk in the door and he puts the pies in there and he throws the Cool Whip away. <gasps> <laughs> Do you get it out of the trash? Yes. And, he, and then put it in the refrigerator and he never gets it out. He always, and so we always have to wait for him because, like, he, he's cooked all day long. Yeah. And then he sits down and he, we eat dinner and then, like, he, like, chills while other people clean up the kitchen, which should be the way it yeah, is because yeah. he's cooked for days. Yeah. And so, but then we can't get him back up to, like, get, like, so I'm fine with getting all the desserts out and making the coffee and because the dessert's my thing, but he won't get back up to make his Cool Whip, but we can't eat our pie until he makes his homemade whipping cream. <laughs> and I know it's not hard. We've had this conversation before. Well, it is. It's something you can't really make too far ahead. No, no, no. You have to do it, like, right before you serve the pie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I get why people do, like, ready whip in a can. I think that is a totally permissible thing. I mean, yeah. I love homemade whipped cream, but, like, yeah. that's just a shortcut to take, I think. It's yeah. just get the can. He disagrees. <laughs> But then we all have to sit and wait for dessert for him to get up and decide that he can make the whipping cream. You know, that would be a fun activity for a kid because you can do it by hand. And really get out a kid's energy. I don't know how to do it, though. You literally put it in a bowl and whip it Just with a whisk. heavy whipping cream? Heavy cream. So there's, like, a marginal difference between what's labeled whipping cream and what's labeled, oh, like, good, heavy cream. I don't cream. know the difference. Okay. I don't remember. It's, like, a percentage of fat. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Very, but. They can pretty much be used interchangeably. There's some, okay. like, really specific reasons not. But so, like, if I, because, oh, that's what it is in my, in my pumpkin pie recipe. Yeah. You don't use sweet condensed or evaporated milk. You use heavy whipping cream. Well, no wonder it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's maple syrup and whipping cream that are the differences. And Yum. so, I always have some left over. Yeah. So, I didn't know if I could use that or Yeah, you can, cream. it's. Okay. Pretty much. I mean, there's, okay. like I said, marginal differences for, but for the purposes of making whipped cream, you can use either. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you can make your own homemade whipped cream. It would be delicious. If you have a small group, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But I totally, I actually like Cool Whip. I do too. I, I do. Oh I think, God. and I think it's, don't, don't bring the reduced fat Cool Whip. Oh like, no. If it's it already has enough chemicals in it. Yeah. Like I already don't even know yeah. what's in that stuff. But like if you're going to bring some Cool Whip, bring Cool Whip. Yeah. Don't bring the reduced fat or the light or whatever. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Nobody's eating like that. I know. So what else? What else about our Thanksgiving food? Did, did anyone have like questions we had asked on Instagram? Did you see any? Okay. Here's one. Um, to brine a turkey or not to brine a turkey? To brine. To brine. I think it's worth it. Um, okay. So one thing I always 
think is a good idea because the big turkey is intimidating. Yeah. I am very pro roasting everything separate. But then you can't stuff it. Oh, that's a good point. See, and I don't, I don't, you stuff, don't stuff it, so that's not a... I, I mean, so, okay, here you go. So if you don't stuff, listen to Rebecca. Well, here's what you can do, though. If you cook a whole turkey breast, you could still stuff it because yes. you could put it... And what you can do is you can put, like, legs around it. Uh-huh. You can still kind of shape it like a turkey. Yeah. But it won't be this, like, giant thing. Yeah. I mean, I um, like making a whole turkey. Yeah, but, and that's yeah. great. But, like, if somebody's just, like, either... I mean, it's very intimidating. It is intimidating. And, um, you know, a lot of people prefer the white meat. So you could do two breasts and stuff yes. I like, underneath I like the them. dark meat. You, you do? I do. I prefer dark meat. I prefer white meat for turkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I prefer chicken dark. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but... So yeah, you could, um, but yeah, either way, if you, if you cut it into pieces, that'll make the brining a little easier. Yeah. I don't think it's really necessary to brine the dark meat. So if you are doing it in pieces, I would just brine the actual the white meat yeah. turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whether you're doing a bone and I'm always do bone in, but you know, if it's just two of you, you can totally throw a couple of turkey tenderloins in the crock pot and call it a day. Yeah. Um, and that'll keep them really moist. But, ooh, I said moist. I, I hate that, that word. I, I knew that word was going to come up I on know, this podcast. I know, I know. Because you, you have there, to say it. There isn't, and there's not there's really not a an alternate there. word. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want to brine, you can buy a kosher turkey, because they're essentially already brined. Oh. Oh. That's yeah. good to so know. So that's part of the koshering process, is okay. salting it. The salting it. Okay. Um, and I don't believe it will be as salted as it would be if you did your own brine and it won't have like the seasonings you can add to the brine to Mm -hmm. make it a little bit more special but it will have that seasoned flavor you just have to adjust the amount of salt obviously that you use while seasoning but but part of koshering is that it is it's gonna be more expensive yeah yeah yeah. um but oh and don't wait to get your turkeys that's another thing you should buy them now yeah like if you're listening to this podcast you don't have a turkey stop and go get one <laughs> pause or like get in the pause. car and keep listening to us on your way to the grocery store and a great thing if you have one of those um homer paint buckets from home depot those are a really good thing to brine a turkey in mm. if you can fit it in your fridge or if you have like an extra outside fridge that's like a spare or if you can make room those are big and they don't yeah. leak and you can just cover the top of plastic how many days in advance do you have to brine them like the day before or well you yeah, do it. Don't brine it more than because I've never brined a turkey. And I've made a lot of turkeys, but I never brined them. I always, I just am like religious about basting, and like seasoning, oh yeah, but I've never brined. Yeah, so don't. Well, the main thing with turkey is you got to thaw it. So once you thaw it and you pull all the stuff out of the inside, um, don't rinse it off. A lot of people think you're supposed to like rinse poultry, and um, we're actually saying don't do that because it can just spread salmonella all over your kitchen, and you're really yeah. not rinsing anything. By the time it gets to you, especially if you have a kosher turkey, it is fine. Yeah. Um, so if you are, but if you have a kosher turkey, you wouldn't be brining it. So never mind. But yeah, just put it in. Um, I would let it brine for, it depends on the poundage of the turkey. If it's a smaller turkey or a breast, I would let it go for like 12 hours. If it is a bigger one, you can go up to 24. Okay. But there's, it, you can go online and like Google like brining. It just really depends on like the poundage and if you're doing yeah. parts or whole or whatever. But yeah. um, I would, I've. I've used the Homer paint buckets, and those are a good vessel for brining a turkey. Clean ones, not ones that have been used. Yeah, with all the paint (laughs) filled with Sherwin-Williams (laughs) stretchers. Just kidding. Um, But, so that's a good thing to do. Also, um, when it comes to turkey, no matter how you're cooking it, always make sure that your skin is really dry when you initially put it in the oven for that first. Because you want to render the fat from it. Okay. And if it's So don't, don't baste it. Until, until the end. Until the end. Um, yeah. I actually don't baste turkey. 
So, I, I know this is so funny. It's like people are always like, what do you mean? That's what I do. I based um, like on the hour religiously. Like I set a timer for 60 minutes and based every 60 minutes. To do what? Like get the juices and the butter and stuff and put it. Yeah. Squeeze it all over the turkey. So what you could try um, is you could try putting the butter under the skin. Yeah, which I do. Yeah. So, um, but if that works for you and that's what you've been I doing, mean, my do it. Is always yeah, I'm moist. sure it's delicious. I hate that. Moist. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you you just want to really give it a chance, that skin, to render. Yeah. So, um, and if you're cooking a whole bird, you can start cooking it inverted. So start with the legs and stuff on top so that fat will drain off and then flip it. Because the, okay. the whole point is to keep the... To keep the breasts moist. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is so difficult. Okay. <laughs> you just really want moist breasts with your turkey, you know? Yes. Got um, it. Check. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can invert your turkey. Okay. Cook the stuff on top. Let okay. that go down. Because it takes the dark meat longer to cook anyway. Yeah. And then flip it back over. Okay. To finish. Um, so, yeah. And I actually, I'm speaking of real simple. I just saw, I got my um, November issue. Yeah. And they made a pepperoni butter. Did you see that? I did, but I didn't actually look at the recipe. So, they just pulsed pepperoni in a food processor with, like, rosemary and um, butter and uh-huh. used that for their turkey. And I thought it was such a cool idea. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you could use, like, country ham. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like, so, okay. So, that's a fun idea if you want to just really, like, be extra meaty. That's <laughs> some, you need some more meat, meat with your meat. meat. <laughs> this is going downhill quickly. Um, did you get any other questions? Did that answer okay. brining? Yes, I think you should brine. I think it, um, what brining does, for those who don't know, is it, it pulls the salt into the meat, basically. Yeah. So, if you've ever had a turkey that, like, tasted really good on the outer layer, and then you were, like, past the gravy, if you brine, it will keep it much more... I really, there's no moist, there's no other, it will keep it more moist and it will be more seasoned down to the bone, which is what you want. Yeah. Okay. And so another question I got was, so say you're hosting and you have to, um, you're doing pretty much all the main dishes. Like somebody may be bringing an appetizer or salad or a dessert, but you're like pretty much doing the whole shebang. Like how many days in advance can you do certain things? So we know we have, you know you need to frost your turkey days in advance, and it depends on the size of your turkey. Mm-hmm. But like, what else do you need to do in well, advance? One thing to remember when you're cooking a turkey um, is the rest time. So if you cook like a twelve to fifteen pound turkey, which is what most people cook, yeah, um, it takes about an hour for that to rest. Yeah. Um, so I know the kids always get really frustrated because they're like, "Grandpa took the." turkey out of the oven why can't we eat and I'm yeah like, well now it has to rest yeah yeah and i'm um, gotta watch your dog at that point yeah. too yeah so in that time that's really great if you do cook a whole turkey that's like the perfect amount of time to reheat your dishes so that's just something yeah. to think about but if you're cooking um in parts you can actually roast ahead of time the um legs and the thighs okay and then do the turkey breast the main at the like the day of, because that doesn't okay. take as long, and then add the legs and thighs back to heat up. Okay. Because those take longer because they're dark meat. And like actually, yes. um, when you're doing, if you do that separately, it's helpful to know too, like dark meat, you only have to cook it to a certain temperature, but if you actually go beyond, it will change texture. And that's what you want because a certain temperature will c- like cook it to a safe temperature. Yeah. But then if you go beyond, it's kind of like when you, 
cook a brisket, it starts to break the collagen yeah. down. Well, there's not collagen. Anyway, I know it'll start to break yeah, it yeah. down. I'm from um, Texas. I know how to make a good brisket. Yes. Yeah. It'll start to, it'll yeah. change the texture in a positive yeah, way. So yeah. you actually want to cook your dark meat longer than you think you need to. And there are good resources for this on the internet. Um, but so that is what I would say about the turkey. And then, so the secret to making things ahead of time is moisture and fat. So if you are making, you can do your cranberry sauce way ahead of time. Um, what's something else? Let's say mashed potatoes. Yes. I would make those the day before and dot okay. the top with butter and put okay. them in a casserole dish. Yeah, that's what I do. And okay. just like shave. You can actually, a good thing to do is get a vegetable peeler and shave butter off of a cold stick and lay it on top so that you like have covered it. And it's yes. not like it. I mean, it is a lot of butter, but it's thin pieces, and it'll just more evenly, like, more better, it. More, more butter, more better. More butter. Um, <laughs> and make sure that your pan is very um, buttered as well. Yeah. Potatoes. Um, and keep some foil on that. That'll be good. Um, what else do people make? Um, other casseroles. Like, can you make other casseroles ahead of time? Like, your green bean or your sweet potato or something like that. Yeah, you can make your green bean casserole ahead of time. I would... Um, always leave all toppings off until you know yeah. the very end obviously yeah, yeah. so if you're like making macaroni and cheese and you put like a breadcrumb topping or the french fried onions yeah, on the casserole it'll just get, it'll just get soggy, soggy so don't yeah. do that um but yeah you can make those two three days ahead of time yeah, um, pies pies yes and back to i was gonna say mac and cheese if you make your macaroni and cheese ahead of time what i would suggest is storing the cooked pasta separate from the cheese sauce because what tends to happen you know pasta is like a sponge yeah. here's murphy um he's still here he's here guys um pasta is like a sponge and it'll absorb it and so yeah. if you look at the difference between one you assembled that morning and one you did like two days before it's going to be very different and so yeah um i would like toss that together in the morning maybe like you could put your pasta in a mixing bowl put that in the fridge and then just throw the cheese sauce on mix it together and put it in and yeah. that's um but you can pre-cook those things what else? Mashed potatoes we talked about. Pies. Oh, pies. Yeah, you can make, um, so fruit pies, you can leave out at room temperature for like two days. Okay. So you could make a fruit pie ahead of time and just like let it sit. I wouldn't do it two days ahead. I would probably do it like one day ahead. Yeah, yeah I usually make my pies the day before. Yeah. Yeah, and just, because um, they also take a really long time to cool off. They do. You know, thoroughly. Um, but anything that is a custard pie, which just means that it has eggs and milk in it. So like your pumpkin pie, um, what other pies do people make? Chocolate. Chocolate pies will need to go in the fridge. Yeah, because they're cheese. Yeah, yeah. So um, like cheesecake or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But you can make those up to, like, I don't know, I would say four days. Yeah, my pumpkin pie, I make several days in advance. Yeah. My pumpkin pie, I'll make several days in advance, and I actually think it tastes better if they sit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can make pies ahead and, like. Do you like your pumpkin pie cold or warm? Cold. Me too. Yeah, people that warm up there, like David warms up his pumpkin pie. No, like, that's just nasty. That's gross. I don't like it. I actually, pre- I actually kind of like it room temperature. Yeah. Oh, and pecan pie, you can make a. He- oh, der. We forgot pecan pie. Like we always I don't, don't like pecan. pecan pie, so maybe that's why I forget. Oh, I used to not, but my aunt Carol makes a really good one, and she puts chocolate chips in it, and that oh, was a game like changer for me because I was like, it's so you wouldn't think that something really like molasses. It's corn syrup. Oh. But I know it, but the chocolate chips really changed it for me. Yeah, not a big pecan pie, even, which is weird because I'm from Texas and pecan's the state nut of. Is it? Yeah. I, mean, I grew up with pecan trees all in my house. I didn't used to house. like it either, but um, I've, it's grown on me. Um, but yeah, so a pecan pie you can leave sitting out because yeah. it's sugar and yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah. So that's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, it's helpful to make one you can leave sitting out just so for yeah. fridge space, really. Yeah, that's a big And issue. that's another thing. Clean your fridge out. Yeah. 
beforehand. Get rid of all. This is a great time yeah, to throw thaw all your turkey. away. Because thawing turkey, like, that takes up, like, your whole fridge. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So you have to get really strategic. So yeah. I would just clean out and get creative. Like, a lot of times I'll put things in, like, I'll ch- adjust the temperature or the humidity on my vegetable and fruit drawers yeah. and just put things, things in, there. in there. Yeah. And um, when you're stacking casseroles, you can go, like, Container Store has those shelf extender things can you see my hand motion yes but, um, <laughs> i can see your hand motion <laughs> it's like a little stand yes, that you can put on top so you yes. can get those for your casserole so that you can stack more up yeah that's a good idea um and then oh and these are just like this is just a random thing that came to me but i always suggest if you're making dressing to make it in a glass dish versus a metal yes. one because uh-huh. it'll brown more and it won't burn as okay easily. that's good to know um, so glass dishes are good. Plus I just like glass dishes for casseroles anyway, because you can too. see what's going on. Yeah, I don't I, do. I love my pirate glass pirates. Yeah. Go classic. I mean, don't yeah. try to get, don't get, don't get all fancy. No, I like to serve them sometimes with yeah. the cute yeah. ones or whatever, but like I always could, I like, yeah, pirates is my favorite. Yeah. Sure. Me too. What other questions? Um, so the other question I got was modern twists on a classic so like here the here's one this is my question so my family always eats the traditional okay let me take this back my mom and david's family uh my dad doesn't do it because he doesn't do anything that like comes from a can mm-hmm. um he he hand makes everything so his his um, thanksgiving dinner is a little bit different but like the traditional green bean casserole uh-huh. so like i don't really like it Okay. But I like green beans. Yeah. So, like, what are some other things we can do with green beans that will be, like, home home cookish? Like, you know, like, yeah. is there something about that comfort food of, of green beans? Of green bean casserole. Like, well, I think what you could do to green bean casserole is take it a little Spanish. Okay. So, you could, um, so. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm I mean, I love Spanish. Me too. Like, how can I make a Spanish? <laughs> I would add a little bit of, um, if you can get some. Of the Spanish ham, the jamón. Yes. Um, or just, like, another cured ham, like a dried ham, like a prosciutto yeah. or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I would maybe put that in. Are we using canned soup or no? Yes. Okay. So, if you're using canned soup, I would add some uh, sherry vinegar to it. Okay. Which is very Spanish and delicious. Um, uh-huh. And a little smoked paprika uh-huh. into the canned soup mix before you do it. And then toss okay. it with the green beans. And then I would do um, a little smoked paprika with the... Onions. I love paprika. Me too. Good idea. But the smoked kind. You know what I mean? Yes, like yeah, it has yeah, that yeah, different yeah. flavor. Um, and just make it a little, and like the ham. And I would just zhuzh it up. And it's amazing yes. what those couple, like sherry is so good. It's such a like 70s I love thing. Sherry. Yeah. But I love it. Because because normally you just, you know, if you just follow the recipe on the back of the cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. Or on the back of the fried yeah. onions. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The Lipton's onions or whatever. Yeah. That it's like, so it's so boring yeah like, and like, i never put blessed. the soy sauce i'm sorry if you're using cream soup you don't need to add extra salt like that's yeah, crazy i don't ever use this i didn't even know that was a part of the it's recipe. a part of the recipe i guess yeah. i just never pay attention to that maybe it's yeah. just my mom never put it in so i never do it but i actually really like green beans cooked. if you want like just a different way yes. to cook them um i really like them cooked the way you cook collard greens like forever um, and ever and forever and ever with yes. a ham hock yes yeah, so i and that's I, something you can make days ahead yeah. And yeah. it's just delicious. And I prefer, I don't really like green beans that aren't cooked that way because I don't like the squeakiness. Like, yeah. I really like when they're mushy. That's yeah. like one vegetable I want to eat mushy. So, I like, that's a fun I like them crispy, but everybody else likes them mushy. So, well, another good thing if you like them crispy um, and you want to get a little weird about it for Christmas, you can make them a little Asian and do some blister them on like a grill yeah. pan. Like, so like uh, blanch them. Dry them off. You could do that, like, yes. days ahead. And then right before you're about to eat, heat up a grill pan, kind of blister them. And that's a fun thing to do if you're putting other food out because the more black they get, the better. 
you know, yeah. so it's not, you don't have to worry about burning them. It's actually better yes. if they get a little yes. darker. And then you can just, you know, make a quick vinaigrette with like some sesame oil and some garlic and just toss that all together. Yes. And it'll be savory, but it won't be like Asian necessarily. Yeah. Um, but just savory and good. Like blistered green yes. beans with Yeah, I, that's spots. why I like mine. It's good stuff. But my family doesn't. They like them cooked to the core. So, so. they like the ham hock situation? Yes. And cooked all day long. And yeah, um, so. as for other twists, I like to do my cranberry sauce, I think, is delicious with pomegranates in it, as we said. And <laughs> something that I would seriously suggest, if you are doing your pumpkin pie, just try it with a few pomegranate seeds on top. On top of it, so not mixed into the pumpkin. No, no, no. Okay. No. But, like, just sprinkled. So do your pumpkin pie and then your whipped cream and then sprinkle the pomegranate Okay, seeds. so just, like, as an add-on for people as when they're like serving a garnish. it. Okay, it okay. It is so, it's okay. beautiful. Those colors are beautiful together. And it just, like, the tartness and the little, like, pop in your mouth from the pomegranate seeds with, like, the mushy pecan, or, um, pumpkin pie, it's just mm. delicious. Okay. And if you, um... If you don't want to go to that trouble, you could get a bottle of pomegranate molasses, which you can find, I think, in the international aisle of the grocery store. It's like a Middle Eastern ingredient, but it's basically just pomegranate juice that has been reduced. Okay. And I think that is delicious over p- pumpkin pie as well. Because I feel like that's one complaint I always have about Thanksgiving is I feel like everything just needs, like, acid. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's just so, like, bland and I flat. And yes. so I'm always looking for ways to, like... Okay. I, my plate has all the cranberry sauce because I'm like, I need something to like. Yeah, something to set up. Um, so yeah. I always like to add like vinegars or pomegranate yeah. seeds or whatever. Um, But yeah, for cranberry sauce, I love it with some orange peel and orange juice and then add some nuts into it for texture, I think is yeah. really good and make it more like a, um, like a relish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yummy. Um, yeah. What else? What are other Breads. things? Oh, 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 and um, for your mashed potatoes. Yes. Make some brown butter. Mm, and you know what that. I do in my mashed potatoes? What? A lot of sour cream and cream cheese. That sounds delicious. So cream cheese is a really good idea if you're making them ahead of time because it has stabilizers in it. Yes. And so it'll keep I keep from getting gummy. So I um, put cream cheese and sour cream mm-hmm. and um, Parmesan cheese. Mm. Yeah, lots of butter. Yum. So actually, if you're doing the mashed potatoes ahead of time, what you could do instead of like slicing the butter like we were talking about is make a thing of browned butter, which if you don't know, brown butter is just butter that's been cooked. Yeah. Um, so all you do is you get a light bottom skillet because you need to be able to look at the color of it. So get either a skillet that's like silver, like aluminum or whatever, yeah. or get one that's like a ceramic skillet with a white bottom that you can see and cook it over about medium low heat until it starts to get really brown. And you'll smell the difference and the, the milk solids and the butter will start to caramelize. Yeah. It is just delicious. And you could pour that over your mashed potatoes instead of doing the slicing thing if you want that yeah. kind of flavor. And it just, it screams holiday to me. It's so good. Um, what was the thing you said before? I- bread. Bread. Like, what are different kinds yeah, of breads? Like, well, just like, I mean, I don't know what you normally have for bread. We have Sister Schubert's yeast rolls. Yes. From the freezer section of your grocery store. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's what David has too. So that's what he's always had. Yeah. We always had crescent rolls. Crescent rolls? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so the Pillsbury ones? Yeah, so that's what speaks Thanksgiving to me. Aww. But then, like, but, so that's what I, and then David always had Sister Schubert, but my dad, of course, has to go, like, all fancy. He and, makes like, his own. He does not make his own bread, but he goes and gets it from, like, a market where yeah. he can, like, have, like, you know, big, crusty bread. That's so. nice. See, I want, like, squishy bread at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I want, like, soft, squishy. Yeah. And I like cornbread. I don't like cornbread. <laughs> I'm not very uh, southern in that way. 
Cornbread's good, but you have the dressing. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I think the rolls are literally just there for my kids who won't eat anything else. And everything else, I'm like, I don't want to waste space on rolls, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Sister Schubert's are so good to yeah, they put that good. sliced cranberry sauce. And No, that's good. Those are good for later. Yeah. When you want to make yeah. a leftover turkey sandwich. Yep. Mm-hmm. Delicious. What other things people make? Mm-hmm. Like, what are mm-hmm. other twists we could do? Oh, so well, with the turkey... You could just get really fun with the different combinations of, like, seasonings you put on it. Yeah. So, traditional, we do, like, rosemary, sage, uh, thyme, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Like, Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Rebecca's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> okay, so here's what I have to say about twists on turkey. Still make turkey. Yeah, so yeah. My day, my dad decided one year that he was not going to do turkey. Like, he was going to really shake oh, things no. up. And he made Cornish game heads, which I love Cornish game heads. Yeah. But it's Thanksgiving, and yeah. everybody revolted. We yeah. Did, we all revolted. We were yeah. like, why are we having Cornish game heads? That never happened again. Yeah. But, like, so no, don't I go agree. too. No, like, don't go I think you can do twist on things to, like, modernize things or, like, give a little bit of spice to something. But, don't, like, don't take away, like, a whole, like. No, I totally thing. agree. Yeah. And if you want to get crazy, maybe play with the gravy a little bit. Yeah. Before you play with the turkey itself. Like, add, yes. like, little bits of things into the gravy. Yeah. Like, um... Okay, you, so that's another... So, there there you go, gravy. Like, how do you do your gravy? You take the dripping... How do I do it? Yes. Um, I pour off most of the fat. I like to do... So, I prefer the flavor of butter to, um, like, turkey fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I pour off most of the fat. Keep the, like, drippings and the giblets. Yeah. Cook uh-huh. those in some butter until, yes. like, they're cooked through. So, the giblets are, like, inside the cavity yeah. of the turkey, the bag. Yeah. Um, and then if I... So, you save your giblets for the gravy. I do. Okay. Um, and then if I have time... So, this depends on how we cook the turkey, though. Because if there's time to make a turkey stock, I think that's a great idea. So, you mm-hmm. take your roasted turkey. But most people don't have time to do that. So, yeah. you could either buy a box of stock... Or what you could do is, like, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, you could roast a turkey breast at home if you're checking your oven mm-hmm. or just trying to, like, decide. And then you can eat turkey sandwiches. I mean, it's not going to go to waste. And yeah. then use those bones to make a turkey stock. Or you could just, you know, buy chicken stock or turkey stock. And yeah. no one's really going to know the difference. But if you're really, like, wanting to do it legit, you could cook yeah. some roast some bones off ahead of time. But no one's going to do that, are they? So, yeah. Just chicken stock. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. I never know how to make gravy. So, well, how do you make it? Well, I make a gravy packet because I never know what to do. I know it's bad. I agree. The gravy is better when it's made for the jibbles. okay. So, you get your roasting pan, there's yes. your cooked turkey. Yes. Okay, here's what you should do. Okay, I didn't know it was a serious. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I would do to make it really easy. Okay, so if you're using a big roasting pan that like won't fit on your burners, yes. go ahead and pour off most of the fat. Put the chicken stock or whatever, like, stock in a box you're using. Mm-hmm. Scrape it. I would use, like, the less salt one, though, because it'll mm-hmm. concentrate. Scrape up all the good stuff that came out. And then in a separate pan, so and then save that. So take however much you're going to use for your gravy of yeah. chicken stock. And put the giblet, or, like, the, um, the drippings in it. Yeah. Put that to the side in, like, a cup. Then get a saucepan. Put some butter in it. Okay. Cook the giblets. Okay. Cook a little. I like shallot and gravy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. very finely um, cut shallot. Cook that for a minute. And then add your flour on top of yeah. it so that it's, like, equal parts of yeah. fat and flour. And then just whisk in your chicken stock. Okay. And, yeah. And okay. then just let it bubble. And, you know, you can add, um, if it's not thickening up for you, I don't love cornstarch 
texture and gravy, but you can use, if it's just like a little bit that you need, because it'll give it a gelatinous kind of Yeah, look. you don't want to have too much, yeah. So you can use a little bit, or what you can do is um, have some room temperature, just have like a few sticks of room temperature butter ready for Thanksgiving in general, but have it and like press flour into it, yeah. and then you can stir that mixture in, and that'll thicken it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just let it simmer for a minute. Do not make a gravy packet. <laughs> Well, the gravy's all, why out of everything that I make for Thanksgiving, why is the gravy the thing that like stresses me out? It stresses me out because there's not a formula, or yes. I mean, there's a formula, but there's not a recipe because it yeah, really you can't give someone a recipe. Yeah, for gravy. and that's what bothers me. Well, but I feel like if you trust yourself, you could make it because it's like you know. I don't know if I know. And if it's lumpy, just keep whisking it. Or um, so a couple things. If it gets lumpy, one you can throw it in a blender and blend it up. Yeah. Um, so that's an easy thing to do. And if you don't like, like, the texture of giblets and stuff, or if you don't have a blender, you can use a food processor. Sure. Yeah. You could use an immersion blender. If you don't have any yes. of those things, um, you're just going to have to whisk it by hand a lot. Um, but if you do it, so, oh, also, when you're making gravy, so you do the fat and the flour, that's yeah. called a roux. You cook it for, yeah. um, the longer you cook it, the less thickening it is. So okay. if it's, like, called a blonde roux, which is, like, it's just been cooked enough to incorporate the flour into the fat, that will thicken more. If you cook it like how Cajun cooks cook for like a jambalaya or something yeah. or a gumbo, that is not going to have as much thickening power. So you want to keep it in the lighter range. You're uh-huh. not really looking to get as much color as you are yeah. with thickening power. So cook that. And if you mix that in and then take a little bit of stock and mix it really well, then you can dump it all in. The okay. reason it gets lumpy is people don't properly incorporate the butter and flour together and then they just dump all the stock but so like if you ever made a vinaigrette salad dressing where you drizzle in oil slowly then once you get it emulsified you can really dump the rest of the oil in same thing so like really slowly whisk it and then you know you can add the rest i've seen people do it like my dad and my mom but i just is that helpful it is i think i might need to practice i know what we're gonna do (laughs) practice making gravy yep Okay, I can't think. Did you think of anything else when you were like thinking about what we need to talk about today? I don't think so. Um, if anyone has ideas for things I can feed my picky children, uh, my, Thanksgiving they won't so eat my, anything. Milo will eat everything. Nathan doesn't like bread, so it's a problem. What? Yeah, he doesn't eat bread. He likes tortillas, but he doesn't like bread. He doesn't like rolls. He doesn't like muffins. He doesn't like bread. Yeah, huh. it's a problem. So um, I make him eat a piece of turkey. Yeah, and he doesn't really like pies. Hilly green beans. What does he want to eat at Thanksgiving? Nothing? Nothing. What? <laughs> what? Yes. Craziness. He doesn't like potatoes. No, the girls, I mean, they won't. And, like, Maddie only wants mac and cheese if it's, like, craft. So even if there was mac and cheese, she wouldn't yeah. eat it. So we're just <laughs> always like, sorry, all they're eating is bread. Because my aunt always hosts. And I'm like, sorry. I swear it's really I good. I think that's normal for kids. I know. So that's why we have Sister Schubert. Yeah. That's for saving Preschoolers rights. are keeping her in business. Yep. If she yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah. So, like, Nathan likes green beans, but he doesn't want all the, like, green bean casserole stuff. Like, he just wants green beans, mm. you know. So, yeah. it's hard at Thanksgiving. It's a lot of casseroles and stuff. Yeah. So. Kids are very suspicious of things that are mixed. Which I yes. am, too. Like, I won't eat chicken salad unless I make um, it. <laughs> like, I would rather die than eat a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Meat should not be in a loaf. Like, I love meatloaf. <laughs> but I'm really picky about it. Yep. That's oh, funny. that is really funny. Well, good thing meatloaf isn't served for Thanksgiving. Good thing. You can ask my mom, like, growing up, and I am not a picky eater. I love everything. But growing up, every time she made meatloaf, I literally threw a temper tantrum. I hate meatloaf so much. Would you eat it? No. I hate meatloaf so much. And, like, I had friends that, were, like, loved my mom's meatloaf. 
Yeah. It is a terrible name. Yeah. Like, it just makes me think of. I'm sorry. Think nothing should be in a loaf but bread. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad. What if it was called something different? Because you like meatballs and it's kind of the same thing. I do like meatballs. Meatloaf is just a giant meatball. Mm. It just needs a, it needs rebranding like is what it ham needs. loaf. Like, What's that? Like the pimento ham loaf. Oh, God. No. Oh, no. Lunch meat with stuff in it. Like mortadella where it has like the olives inside the bologna or whatever that is. Like, no. Glad we established that. Don't <laughs> use that in your pepperoni butter. Do not. I, I, I don't just, make bologna I literally butter. just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I guess pressed meats really don't like pressed press meats. <laughs> meat should not be pressed or loafed. <laughs> there, that's our tagline for this whole. <laughs> don't loaf me. <laughs> don't loaf meat. <laughs> it just makes me think. And then again, and then you're like, so then there's meatloaf the singer. Why would you name yourself after such a polarizing dish? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, this was fun. This was fun. I like talking Thanksgiving. I learned stuff. You I did? did? Good. I did stuff. Good, good. Um, yeah, let us know if you have any so questions. Our next giveaway is going to be a cooking class with Rebecca. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have no finesse. We were talking about this earlier. That is not true. She I, lies. She's a liar. I, <laughs> I'm good at making food. I'm not good at, like... I don't believe that. I think you're a good teacher. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I will teach you how to make gravy, and we'll see how good of a teacher I am. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that would be the true test if I can make gravy. Okay. All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. And um, let's celebrate our harvest. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's what it is. How about let's just be grateful? We're, we were supposed to talk about that. Oh, well. Um, Jesus said be grateful. Okay, yeah. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>